0: Greetings, this is The Pub, Straylight Magazine's podcast about all things books and publishing. I'm Dean Karpowitz.
1: I'm Sarah Willis. And I'm Molly
2: Kressel.
0: Today on the show, video game openings. And I'm going to start with a question again for the experts uh, <laughs> on, of the podcast. That's great. What is the function of the opening of a video game? What should it do?
2: And I have an answer.
0: Molly has the answer.
2: <laughs> Only sometimes. So I believe that a game's opening should do two things. It needs to introduce you to the world of the game that you're playing in and demonstrate the mechanics. It teaches you how to play, and what you're playing simultaneously. Mm -hmm. The most successful games, the most successful game openings can do both of these at the same time. So I will return your question then with another question. (laughs) (laughs) What games do you think have successful openings? Dean, I'm putting you on the spot.
0: I think, and I said this when we were thinking about ideas for the show, one of my favorites is for both of those things, is Bioshock Infinite, because um, it's beautiful. Uh, It introduces you to this sort of utopian slash dystopian world that the first Bioshock, of course, did the same thing, and it was really cinematic. But this one's tutorial um, has you walk through a carnival and it does the tonics and the magic and all of the stuff that you're going to learn later as carnival games. So it works it into the story where it is no, there's no consequence for you. You're not actually starting in the world proper, but you're able to try out what your different, you know, what your hand is going to do when you drink whatever tonic and gain an ability. Huh. Yeah, it's really cool.
1: Yeah, the Bioshock games have always been pretty good at mm-hmm. setting that up, marrying those two. Mm-hmm. I really wish I could play those. those
0: yeah, were, those are first-person. Those so are first-person. Yeah. They make me barf. It's yeah. very oh.
1: sad. Bioshock Infinite was gorgeous, too. Yeah. But with all the uh, flying... Yeah. especially.
0: Yeah, with the hook. Yeah. You go from kind of one There's no hope to, for me. Yeah.
1: Be big, big <laughs> yes. trouble. Yeah.
0: Part of, part of the um, complaint of that game, uh, that the fans had of that game, or the critics had of that game, was that it was beautiful, um, but the, vi- the extreme violence of the game was not warranted. So I think early on in the game, at that same carnival, once the game proper starts, you like bash someone's head in with a big, rusty wrench, whoa, yeah, yeah, and so it uh, you know lots of people were saying, well, they're just doing that so that you're sh- it's shocking, mm. you know,
1: I don't know, I feel like that game was really it had this kind of beautiful, sunny, mm-hmm. different flavor compared to the underwater creepy original yeah. bioshocks, yeah, 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 and yeah. I feel like um superimposing the two was yeah. effective, yeah, I would argue against that, yeah, I read a list in preparation for this podcast of some of the best openings mm-hmm. in uh, video games and one of the top openings in video games was super mario brothers yeah I, really yeah
0: i looked I, we must have looked at the same list.
1: probably yeah. <laughs> and i and I'd never really thought about mm-hmm. that that it the first level of super mario brothers introduces you to all the mechanics of the game yep. in a way that didn't feel like that's it didn't know what was happening yeah. it just felt like a level yeah, I'd never even realized that.
0: You weren't thinking, okay, this is the tutorial. I have to get through this. And if I play it again, I'm going to have to do this stupid thing again. Right? Never crossed my part mind. part of the game. It was yeah.
1: level one. Yeah. yeah. I was like, huh. It doesn't have to be complicated or cinematic to be effective.
0: Yeah. And I just rewatched. This was a nine-minute opening to Mass Effect 2, mm-hmm. um, which was extremely cinematic. And if you were a player mm-hmm. of those games, all three of those, which I was... You had f- just, not just, years before, had finished Mass Effect 1, saved the galaxy, made all of these choices about whether you had Sarek assassinating himself or you know, convincing him to commit suicide, and whether you let the council live, and the world was a good place. Mm-hmm. And then you hear the Joker's voice or Joker, sorry, not the Joker.
1: That'd be a different game entirely. Yeah, a different game entirely.
0: It's not Gotham. Um, uh, you hear Joker's voice at the very start uh, of the cinematic opening. You're like, oh, I'm on the Normandy. I'm mm-hmm. back. Right? And the Normandy is blown up. <laughs> oh, no. And you are dead by the end of the first nine minutes. And so I thought it was really effective. It crushed all of the expectations that you had about Shepard, which
1: was also a super clever way to let you redesign your character, because yep. they're like, "Oh, your body got yes. destroyed. What do you look like now, Champ?"
0: Yeah, so you, you come back, you know, right, and um, get up off the table, and the, you know the tutorial commences. You learn how to shoot and all that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. go through that first little bit, and um, character creation then makes sense. You can make your character look different.
2: That is
1: cool, especially for a game like that that's going into a sequel. Yeah. you're coming off yeah. of a high of of winning and then starting kind of yeah. back at zero yeah. we have to assume there's players that have not played the first yes. game that are coming in that yes. have to learn how to play,
0: although lots of people were coming in oh I'm sure to the... two having having played one, and I think that's really um, that's another point we didn't really talk about or we haven't talked about yet um, is Games that are continuing from a part one to a part two, the function oh, yes. of the function of the opening mm-hmm. in part two has to provide some sort of transition between the first and second or yes. second and third games too.
1: Or uh, to that point, a series of games, like mm-hmm. uh, for instance, uh, we've been talking about Pokemon.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, oh,
1: I heard <laughs> that in the new. Sword and Shield, they've taken out something that has been in Pokemon since the birth of the franchise, the tutorial on how to catch Pokemon. You can oh, tell no. the people you know how. Oh. I have been so mad about that yes. for 15 years. Every single time there's this old man in the grass and you're like, I'm I'll older show you, than you how to catch Pokemon. You have no idea what you're doing. Like I've been doing this for
2: since I was a since baby. before you were programmed, <laughs> sir, I know what I'm about. So now, if you go into the grass, as many of us veterans do, and catch Pokemon immediately... When you then approach the guy who would give you the, the tutorial, he says, oh, I see you've already caught Pokemon, mm. and doesn't give you the catch tutorial, which is good. That's wonderful. Blessed. It is. Yes. It's Bless. amazing.
0: <laughs> after, after 15 it years. It only
1: took 20 years. Yeah,
0: they finally said,
1: I'm buying it for that
2: reason alone.
0: <laughs> we'll let them go into the grasses immediately. <laughs>
2: Although, along with Sword and Shield, and by the time this episode airs, I believe we will have our answer, I wonder if the opening for Sword and Shield will be an improvement over the opening for Sun and Moon.
1: Yeah, we were. We wanted to talk about, as far as openings and effectiveness, that there are games that get in their own way. Yeah. So first
2: of all, the very beginning of Pokemon Sun and Moon, I really like. I think it is stylish and interesting. It has you at a computer. Mm -hmm. and you are talking to the professor of the region he says yo what's up welcome to the alola region everything's going to be super exciting pick a photo for your passport which is what your character looks like so there's the character creator and it all makes sense and it seems because you're on a computer too it's such an update of technology Mm -hmm. that it feels like you're entering into this whole new world but also that because Alola is an island region and you're initially only talking to him on the computer, that it's very far away. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you're going somewhere far away and interesting and different. And then there's just an endless amount of cutscenes. Mm.
1: You can't have cutscenes every two minutes in a Pokemon game. No. It's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I called foul. <laughs> they tried to make it more RPG than usual. And as a result, it trips over itself in so many terrible ways. So you've got your character creator opening the welcome to the world of Pokemon. Here's me. Cool. That's interesting. And then there is an incredibly lengthy plot cutscene of a thing that's happening that might be kind of interesting, but also doesn't give you a whole lot of details. And then there's another cutscene. And you're just waiting. You're like, when do I get to move my character? And then, like, it takes it takes like an hour or two to get past all of the initial cutscenes because every time we used to take five steps in some direction, someone says, "Oh, let me show you around." I don't want you to show me around. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. Please mm-hmm. let me go. No, it was the only.
1: It was the first Pokemon game I bought that I didn't continue. I didn't beat because it was ridiculous. Oh really? It was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I get really worked up over this. I've been playing Pokemon since I was like seven. <laughs> uh huh. Like Pokemon was a successful franchise because it was the perfect amount of scene setting and storytelling. A light touch. And a franchise that's been along around for that long, you especially don't need to be so heavy handed. Mm-hmm. You just want it to be flavor.
0: Yeah. You, everyone's mm-hmm. coming in. They know they got to catch them all. They know. The, mm-hmm. They know
1: It's the same mechanics have yeah. been around for 20 years. Yeah. Like, to, like you said, to have a, a character be like, hey, let me go show you a town that's exactly the same as it's been every <laughs> single time. Yeah. I don't at
2: least give me the option to say no.
0: Are we in Pallet Town? Yes, of course <laughs> we're in Pallet Town.
2: It's just in Hawaii this time. <laughs> right. And to be fair, it was slightly larger, but it's not that hard to figure out. And you have a map. Yeah. Just let me go. Let me, let me go. Yeah. To
1: go to the next step, you have games that do the opposite. Molly, you were talking about how Minecraft perhaps could benefit from a little teeny bit more (laughs) hand-holding.
2: I love Minecraft. Minecraft does not tell you how to play Minecraft. Well, it didn't anyway
1: when it first came out.
2: No, there have been some small quality of life improvements, but also a lot of lack. What you can do now is you can open up achievements, and achievements in Minecraft will tell you what to do. Punch wood. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Make a pickaxe. Cool. Build the house. All right, figure that out. Mm-hmm. But the way that you used to play Minecraft when it came out is you pulled up Minecraft on your computer and then you opened a tab in the background on the internet and you looked up the wiki. Mm-hmm. And you played side by side with the wiki and hope that your computer didn't crash. Mm-hmm. Because it just did not give you any information whatsoever. Um, I've, I've been playing Minecraft more or less since it came out like 10 years ago. And now I know how to play Minecraft because it is just such a part of my being that everything feels natural. I arrive somewhere. I say, okay, I know exactly what I need to do. I need to build something. I need to make a shelter. I need to get this stuff. I need to find coal. I have a checklist of things that I know that I immediately need to do. That is not something that the game tells you. Mm-hmm. And so playing a game like, say, Terraria which has been called or related to Minecraft, sort of a 2D, like a 2D Mine- Minecraft, yeah. yeah, is the same experience without having my 10 years of playing. So I have no idea how to play Terraria. I have a vague idea of what needs to be done. You need to make a house, but anything that appears or shows up or things that we see like, digging underground, I don't know what any of it is or how to use it, and the game does not tell you.
1: You know, I've been thinking about this, Minecraft being maybe one of the most wildly successful games of our time. I just, I'm trying to think about how, when kids started playing it, because it is mostly a a younger fan base, how they all figured out innately what to do.
2: I wonder that a lot about Pokemon myself, because I don't know if you've ever tried to go back, if you've played like Yellow or Crystal Mm -hmm. or anything way back in the earlier games, and they're not, I don't want to say fun, but they're a lot harder than seven-year-old me remembers them being.
1: Well, speaking of, like, old Pokemon, that kind of makes me think of, do you remember the old um, glitches where you could, like, clone items in, like, the original Pokemon games, and it was a very complicated string of events that you had to set off? Who figured those out? this was pre-internet. How? And everybody
2: Everybody knew knew. how to do them. Mm -hmm. I think... I think we underestimate the power of children, Mm. their capacity to just figure things out without instruction. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool. But it also sometimes doesn't make games fun to play when you can't figure it out if they are brutally difficult, which I don't
1: think that Minecraft is. Well, I guess that's the question is, is Minecraft the perfect mixture of not Mm hand-holding? That there's enough mystery to figure out how to play. It doesn't give you a tutorial. It doesn't tell you why you're there or what to do. It's totally up to you. And there's no how-to. Is that part of the fun? Is that a viable option? I mean, I guess the success of Minecraft would say yes.
0: Well, well, isn't it the creativity... Mm -hmm. And just the fact that it is a sandbox isn't that the real kind of selling point? That
1: well, I think it could have been a, a yeah. sandbox and still given you a tutorial, and yeah. st- or still been built in with a yeah. crafting log that told you how to make all the tools. I don't feel like there's a lot of other modern games that left it so up in the air of you actually had to have schematics to build things that were not disclosed to you or not discoverable in the game somehow.
0: Well, while you two were talking I was thinking about how I think this generation um, has been trained by Minecraft so that games like Ark, oh, yeah. A-R-K are really popular but, mm-hmm. but I think there's a kinship there, right? These survival games there's mm-hmm. a kinship there with Minecraft you're just this first person thing yep. that's walking around and what do you have to do? You have no idea you have to survive and you're gonna run out of food and water and you have mm-hmm. to build something. And so it's like a grown ups version because you're bashing, you know, the heads of dinosaurs in. Yeah. Um no. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> um, uh but I think maybe Minecraft has trained a whole generation of gamers so that we know that if we're put in that kind of situation and they look in terms of the those games, they're first person, they look like you're You're in the interface of Mm. Minecraft to some degree.
1: It's incredible how many games have that interface now. I'd be interested to see if it could be traced back to something prior to Minecraft. Hmm. It has to be. There's no way Minecraft came up with that interface. It's just that it's so dang popular. It may not have come
2: up with it, but it probably
1: popularized
2: it to a degree. Oh, for
1: sure. Yeah. Yeah. Even the new uh, Animal Crossing has got huge Minecraft undertones. I'm ready to craft. Which I'm very excited about. (laughs) I
2: just maybe we just like crafting. We just like building stuff. And not a lot of games prior have given the opportunity to do that in a meaningful way or a way that touched us in mm. the same way. That's not just collect six bat wings, turn them into the quest giver, get
1: some gold. It's collect six bat wings to make the potion, to defeat the boss, to get the ruby, to make the beacon. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you're really circling in on the heart of what makes games appealing is it's the carrot on the stick. It's the progression. It's
2: the.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's where you, in some ways, it's where you start and what you start with, mm-hmm. right? And I
2: think for those games which are probably more exploration-based, that perhaps having that opening would actively hinder them. I firmly believe that Minecraft does not need an opening cinematic. You need no reason mm-hmm. for being there. The reason is to explore the world, see what generates, and to see what you can make in the space and ability that you have. More plot-focused games definitely need
0: it. So you've changed your mind. You About said what? you. Th- you said you think that Minecraft needs an opening, right?
2: I think it needs perhaps a slight oh, it needs, more it direction. Need, okay,
0: yeah, it doesn't need cine, cinematic. Tell me immediately,
2: right. like, I, I think a lot of The Forest. Have you guys played The Forest at all? No. I'm familiar with it. I haven't played it. I believe it is an indie-developed survival horror game mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Steam. Mm-hmm. It has a plot, mm-hmm. um, and its I think it's a very good opening. It's very short. You are on a plane you are with your son your plane goes down plane crashes and then immediately you are so your goal is to find him Mm -hmm. your plot is to find your missing son who has been taken from you by cannibals Mm -hmm. but it also provides you with a notebook that acts as your basically your info guide it tells you what things do things that you found keeps track of but it also gives you a short list it gives you gold.
0: It's the quest log in yeah. MMOs.
2: Basically, mm-hmm. Minecraft might benefit from a quest uh, log. Yeah. You don't. I not, keep going back and forth on that
1: because I I want to say yes. I wish Minecraft did have goals, like yeah. real concrete goals. It yeah. doesn't
2: need quests, but I think something slightly more concrete than achievements to give you a direction of what to do. Uh-huh. Like, like that they should Valley. come out with a
1: I wanted to say a story mode for Minecraft, but that's its they own do have game. have yeah. Minecraft story mode. Yeah. But that's like a Telltale game, isn't
2: it? I don't believe that Minecraft story mode is Telltale. Is
1: it, it like it? I mean, like it's in the style it of a Telltale game? It is episodic.
2: Game? Yeah, I'm, honestly, I'm not sure. I I do know that it had episodes and I think that it was Telltale-like.
0: How about games that do it really poorly? Skyrim. Skyrim. Skyrim has... One of the most popular games. An
2: infamous open... Bold stance. <laughs> yes,
0: very bold stance. It is... Admirable.
2: I have heard. <laughs> how could you say something so bold yet so true?
0: <laughs> That's right.
2: It is, I believe, cited as one of the worst openings in video game history, mm. and that it's may definitely be become a meme. Why it's so memed? It's it's very memetic. Um, so you are in a cart, as we all know. You're finally awake. Yeah. You have the ability to look around, yes. but if you look away or you stop paying attention, because you are so you are simultaneously yeah. getting information. You have proper nouns being hurled at you. You are trying to understand a situation while also trying to figure out where in the world you are. Yeah. You're in a cart. You're looking around. Where am I? Where am I going? And if you are looking around, you can miss the important dialogue that will tell you exactly what the situation is. Right, just make it a cutscene. Yeah. You don't have you the don't ability gain anything to from, move yeah. just to look around. Yes. No, you have
1: no control over your character yeah. other than the other I to think they thought it was gonna be a neat little ooh, you yeah. can look around. Yeah. It's like why? To what? There's yeah. a man actively talking to me. Why wouldn't I look at him? Yeah, and I that don't all look comes the No, there's nothing to look at. It's not like you're some secret stuff to scope out. In the background. It's trees.
2: There's yeah. just trees. And then when you arrive, then you get to choose your character. Skyrim is such a, I'm going to say rich world that has a variety of different races. People respond to you based on the choices that you make at character creation. So why would you start by having someone speak to you as though you were typical Nordman? Mm. before you get to choose who you are. Yeah. That's a really good point. I guess yeah. I never really thought about that before.
0: Yeah, you haven't made your choice yet.
2: Right. The
1: character creation screen is not nope. before that. Yep. It doesn't make any darn sense. You know what? Not so bold a stance. I agree with you now. I'm totally <laughs> on your team. You swayed me 100%. She made it easy. So <laughs>
2: what now, Todd Howard? Do, the ball no, is in your court. <laughs> we no longer respect you. Have you guys played Skyrim on Alexa? No, (laughs) check you can eat all the cheese.
1: (laughs) I
0: have one and it is Deus Ex Human Revolution. The new uh, manifestation of Deus Ex from the old, old days of the first uh the first one. It has a tutorial in the beginning, but you know part of that game originally was you could go stealth mode through the whole game mm-hmm. and not kill anyone and it was about level design and getting through the level. But you had they give you a gun in the tutorial so you learn so you learn the mechanics of how to shoot and all of that. But that counts.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> right, that counts for your stealth mode. It that they
0: counts. could have
1: just as easily have you shoot. Yeah. A not not a person, yes. like a pipe or something.
0: Yeah. So I was like ten hours into the game, and I realized, hey, I can't do a, mm-hmm. I can't do a stealth playthrough, a pacifist playthrough anymore because I shot that one guy mm-hmm. when they gave me a gun and pointed me in the direction mm-hmm. of that person. So yeah, I don't like that. That
2: opening. that also makes me that makes me think of Skyrim because what's the first thing you do? You go to the first down, you say, look, yeah. there's a chicken, and I bring my magic out. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. The chicken does not have a yes. health bar. Okay, it doesn't have a health bar. But if you kill the chicken, the entire town gets very mad yes. at you.
0: Yes.
1: There was no way of knowing that. I wish yes. if you killed the chicken in Skyrim that a horde of chickens would come in.
0: attack. Yeah. Right.
2: Tukus. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. And speaking of Deus Ex, we were talking about one of the one of the people that has been on this podcast long, long ago. Paul, infamously played through uh, Deus Ex human revolution by using uh refrigerators to get through excuse me one more time every single level the first skill up that he got was super strength because you have that arm right right and you could pick up refrigerators
1: is there a plethora of refrigerators every, every
0: house you go into has like an old refrigerator and <laughs> you would like go grab guess. a refrigerator and throw it at He beat the game with refrigerators.
2: That's like the people that beat Dark Souls on bananas. (laughs) You know?
1: (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. I have an example of a game that is half and half where it does well with story but bad with mechanics as far as tutorial. There's an indie game called Moonlighter Mm -hmm. that I got very excited for.
2: That's on sale right now. I was going to buy
1: it. (laughs) I... It's not a bad game. Okay. It's just for talking about you tutorials. Day. I'm no! sorry.
2: It's My a really, Disappointment is immeasurable. It's, it's My a day neat is game
1: because it's the, the premise is it's an adventure kind of dungeon crawler where mm-hmm. you go in and uh, collect items and then you run a little shop. So you're moonlighting uh, as an adventurer yeah. you're a okay. shop owner by day and you're an adventurer by night that right. really speaks to me no and it's the art's <laughs> incredible and it's got this this cute little cinematic opening where they, you know they talk about his desire to be an adventurer as a kid and and it's great and i'm totally bought in and then the tutorial for setting up the shop to sell the goods felt like an econ class and i was so lost Well this maybe my grade
0: be curved at the end of this i
1: i might just be an idiot but i set that game down after that tutorial and i never picked it back up oh no No. because i was like i need to have the mental energy to learn how to run my shop oh no and i don't know how and i never have gotten There is a time and
2: a place for that. Sometimes
0: (laughs) made you feel like a horrible,
1: inadequate. If you set set the price too high, your customers are not going to be happy. (laughs) But if you set it too low, you'll never make any money. And I'm like, I don't understand this interface.
0: Uh, Okay. How about games that are the opposite? That have you know they're pure sort of mechanics, um, and then have these long uh, cinematic openings, (laughs) like the card games, Magic, Hearthstone, Gwent. Those types of games that what you're getting in the opening has really you're not you're getting none of the mechanics. You're getting a, a movie that's giving you some of the lore.
1: Right. Because the card games, there's just there's really no way to monkey wrench some storytelling <laughs> mm-hmm. into playing some yes, cards.
2: Yes. Look, there's a cap on my attention span, I'll be honest. And if you're cinematic, your opening cinematic is longer than like three minutes mm-hmm. or even like your back to back cinematics, I'm out. Oh yeah. I need to. It's you boot up the game to play the game. Yeah. I want background information. I want to know about the world. But if I wanted just straight lore, I would read a book. I'm, I'm here to about, play.
0: I'm thinking about Dragon Age. Aren't those
1: somewhat long? Or
0: are they short?
1: It's like an entirely different style of game, though. We're oh, yeah. talking about comparing it to like a Wait, card game. Age.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, card game. Again. Yeah.
2: I don't think so. I, I believe Dragon Age, for the most part, is... Fairly balanced. They give you. I think you remember
0: doing some interacting at least at the start. There's a really long cinematic. You get to walk around and stuff.
1: And if it's done right, it's going to feel a lot faster than it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because you uh, before the show, Dean, you were talking about the new teaser trailer that was super long for Diablo Four. Yeah. And you said it was nine minutes. I couldn't believe it was nine minutes because it felt much, much shorter because it was gorgeous. And it super did a great job of hyping me up for that game.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it has to do with the level of excitement you have for four.
1: Well, and Diablo, Blizzard's so good at this. Talking about marrying story and mechanics, making a game that's super duper fun, but also crazy immersive. Just not too much storytelling, but Diablo is like, yeah. man, you knee story. knee-deep in flavor for Diablo. Yeah.
2: I, I don't mind Heavy Story. I really like Heavy Story, but I think the important part about a game is that you are also playing it, yeah. that you are interacting with it. So yeah. like I, I was thinking back on Dragon Age Inquisition, and if I remember correctly, there is an opening cutscene, mm-hmm. and then the character creator, mm-hmm. and then there is another cutscene, but it has your character in it. Ah, okay. So it is moving forward with the choices that you've made so that you feel like you're actually making an impact instead of like watching a documentary about the history of the world. Yeah. It is putting you and your choices into the narrative immediately.
0: Yeah. And I was talking about the success of marrying story with the card game. Like, of course, Hearthstone and Magic are, you know, that people play competitively. It's really about the mechanics of the game Mm -hmm. and which cards you're able to kind of get. Yeah. Right. Mm Um, but Gwent was born out of a mini game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the Witcher games, which I became absolutely obsessed with and spent <laughs> hours running from bar to bar, tavern to tavern to play Gwent to get the cards. Lots of people did that. Mm-hmm. So they decided, Oh, let's make this into a standalone. And they did, and then they made Thronebreaker, which is a story driven version of the card game where you add characters to your party and you get those cards and then those cards bleed over into your deck, mm-hmm. um, your real deck that you play online competitively and so on and so forth. That's neat. And I'm interested to see how that marriage um, translates, if it does translate to other similar games.
1: Uh, Hearthstone's said something like that where uh, they have single player campaigns mm-hmm. uh, that are story based Okay. There's like was like a Naxxramas one that was an old raid from World of Warcraft where you were going through Naxx in mm-hmm. like Hearthstone battles they have tons of different ones now and the mechanics of the game are affected by the story they're given like there's one ah. where it's like a vault break in so you have very particular um, mission objectives yeah. it's not a straight game of Hearthstone yeah. there are certain things you want to accomplish you have a very particular deck that you're doing they've done it really well yeah. and that's pretty much all I play for Hearthstone because I'm not competitive at all yeah
0: yeah, Magic does that too where they'll have the magic arena. Yeah. There have been some planeswalker games that were really bad because they couldn't mm. do all the things that you could do in magic and whatever. But they have It's
2: like Yu Gi Oh the card game versus Yu Gi Oh the show.
0: Yeah. They they have Magic has challenges that you can do with particular decks that you can earn certain things and so on. That's cool. The openings of those are real. They really have nothing to do.
1: Yeah, Magic's like super high fantasy. uh, Fantasy as far as like the planeswalker stories, it's a little hard. It's kind of dry. It's not super engaging. Yeah, Hearthstone's a little more fun.
0: But I'll tell you, those 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 um, trailers are gorgeous. Oh yeah, you know that they put out. Um, Well, they
1: should be gorgeous. The amount of money Magic
2: makes.
0: Yeah, that's is that Wizards of the Coast now? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think Hasbro owns them now too. So Oh they do? Mm-hmm. Because they've got official uh, My Little Pony Magic. Oh yeah, they matches. did a charity oh. crossover.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's kind of interesting.
1: <laughs> don't know how to feel about that exactly. I don't. Excited. Mm, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right. My brain is working on all of the implications of that <laughs> the financially how it will affect us.
2: Well I'm excited about the ponies, but that's a different show. Yes. <laughs>
0: Um, And that's all the show we have for today. Aw. I know. It's a bummer.
2: I didn't get to talk about fire (laughs) Oh, no!
0: (laughs) (laughs) The Pub is produced at the University of Wisconsin-Parkside from the studio at WIPZ 101.5 FM. You can tune in Saturdays at 2 to catch new episodes. And you can also find The Pub on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Or you can head over to our website at StrayLightMag.com for fiction, poetry, art, and of course, podcasts. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for regular updates on content. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Pub, StrayLight Magazine's podcast about all things books and publishing.